everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Stone Genius. My name is Ro. You know me, I'm often stunned. I'm always a genius. I think this was his ploy. So we have a guest on the show. Uh, Jason Ernst is back on the show. Mm, that's enough applause there. Uh, Jason, the reason I've had you back on the show, I feel like I needed to have you on the show because... You, it's the only way I could prevent you from sending me reels for like an hour. Here we go. Yeah. Shots fired. Shots fired. Here we go. Yeah. Now I know how my wife feels. Well, I kind mean, of. I didn't think I was sending them too many. I was only like five or six a week. Mm. Maybe five mm. or six a day. Yeah. I don't, I don't have that kind of time. Okay. You, don't so, to, you, know, you don't have to like watch everything I send you. I just, I think it's funny. I'm like, ah, he may like this. So I just send it to you. It doesn't so, mean you have to like reply to everything. So here, I want you to know this, Jason, that if at some point, because right now I still have a regular full-time job and all that stuff going on. If at some point this becomes a full-time gig for me, I want you to know that I right now, while we're recording, I guarantee that I will continue to ignore your reels you send to me, uh, even if I had time to watch them. So what you're saying is never send you any more reels. No, gotcha. you can send me a reel. You, there may no, be no, one. No. I don't. I, I literally don't. And and I know how my wife feels. And and it's not like I don't want. I just I just haven't had the chance. Like, I'm generally, most of the reels that I look at are generally sexual in nature, so I can send them to my wife. Something yeah, about... Yeah, like the one I sent last night to you, there was like a, a hot blonde dressed in like a leather latex, and she was like, we're going to play heads or tails, and I'm going to flip a coin, and if, if it's heads, you peg me, and if it's tails, I peg you. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to have to forward this to Rodney. He's going to hmm. like this. Hmm. I missed that one. So I did not see that one. Uh, so I did tell you um, I was going to do a show, and I'd already thought about doing this topic. And then I was like, well, Jason, I mean, he believes that we, uh, the, the, we've never been to the wait, moon. Wait, wait. So hold I'm, on. I'm, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to interrupt. I'm going to just throw this program completely off course because uh, I know how, how, how you are about being comfortable. I'm going to throw you on the table. I'm going to make you completely uncomfortable. I'm bringing on a guest real quick. My wife's right here. Can you go ahead and hit the interview with her? Yeah. Yeah. All right, here she is. Did she watch the video? Yeah. Come scoot on up here. He can't hear you from way over there. No. This is my beautiful wife, Rosalind. Roz, hold on. I do have something for that. Listen, listen, the crowd goes silent. But they were wild for a while. Hey, Roz. Hey. So did you watch any of the video that I told Jason to watch about a guy being abducted by aliens? She literally just got home. Yeah, okay. I just got home. <laughs> so then, Jason, I need to talk to you because I got to work through this. I, I watched... So... so for, for the listeners, the video that we're talking about is there is a YouTube channel that I highly recommend called Soft White Underbelly. Uh, I believe his last name's uh, Lita, uh, Mark Lita, um, does this channel, and it's interviews, and it's great interviews. I wish I could do it. He basically says, tell me about yourself, and then they'll talk for 
an amount of time. And he rarely interjects. In most interviews, he doesn't. That's where that's where I would trip up because I always have to say something. But this guy that was on recently, he was actually originally from Lawrence, Kansas, lives in the Kansas City area now and said that he was abducted by aliens. And here's the thing. I love a good abduction story as good as the next person. But this literally was the worst abduction story I've ever heard in my life. He's right now talking about wet dreams and being abducted and having sex with all these different animals and people and everything. I'm like, dude. Oh my gosh. So so here's the thing as a stoner, when you when you tune out for a second, you zone out and then you because I don't know what he is talking about. And the next thing he's like, Yeah, and then when I woke up from my wet dream, my jacket had no sperm in it. And I'm like, What the fuck? I mean, so and first of all, the way he described the aliens, they were like eighteen inches tall or something like that. Yeah. But then he said he had sex with some of them. And I'm going to go ahead and say that there, I don't, I don't think there's anything. Maybe if I had an 18 inch long fleshlight, I could have sex with it. Hey, So do you think he believes in flat earth? Oh. <laughs> and see, that's the thing that, that's the thing that bugs me is that when I hear this story, I so want to believe it. And then I'm like, oh, my God, you're so fucking stupid. I mean, this was literally the... So he basically said that he was abducted and all they did was have sex with him. And so the first note I wrote about this as I watched it was a guy that got abducted and pretty much had nonstop sex with aliens. And then I wrote, good thing, I'm not sure he was going to get laid by a human. Oh, <laughs> I mean, there's somebody out there for everybody, right? Well, yeah, and in this case, it seems to be an 18-inch tall alien. (laughs) So here's some of my... So have you gotten to the part where... uh, You haven't, I don't think. Uh, This is such a spoiler alert. And now that I've brought it up, I feel like people should go watch it. So... Spoil me. Okay. So he is now... He is wondering whether he has hybrid children and whether the aliens will allow him to see them. Hold on. Yeah. Did I lose you or are you just that quiet on that statement? Okay, so I had lost Jason, so it wasn't just he was that quiet. But yes, so he wants to know whether he will be able to... Uh, interact, like have visitation rights with his E.T. children. I mean, do they want to see his father or do they just want to write him off as a, you know, hey, I got to go down to the store and pick up some milk and some cigarettes and never come back type of thing? Well, see, and I don't know. See, I don't think, here's my personal opinion. If this was actually going on, I don't think that they would be breeding them with themselves i think that they would be unless they were trying to take over the earth and need to try to acclimate to the earth uh because i have given this thought uh i would think they would find it would almost be like a zoo like they found us on earth and on venus they found something else and they're gonna try to breed those two things together because i don't think that you conquer space and time however you got the time travel down and then be like oh Let's take a human and make ourselves dumber. 
Yeah. So all the other all the other alien kids out there are like my dad's really cool. He's been to Mars and Uranus and Earth and and his other kids like yeah we've never we don't know our dad. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. My my dad never even left left the state of Kansas. <laughs> so here's some of the other notes, and I did so. Bobby and I have had this conversation for a long time. I had a little alien stuffed animal in my center console of my car. And the deal was that my car was ever abandoned. You found that on the floor of my car, that the floorboard, it meant that I saw an alien ship and I decided I was going to, they were offering me a ride. I decided to leave because I'm not passing that up. I mean, I love Bobby and everything we have, but I'm not going to pass up space travel. I mean, early in our relationship, I probably would have given it a second thought or said, you could be the next last Starfighter, you know? Never saw it. What? Yeah. The video game at the trailer park where the guy beat the high score. Nope. And then the aliens came down and picked him up and said, You're gonna be the you're gonna be our greatest warrior and, and he goes on and defeats defeats the Armada and all that okay, stuff. Okay, so this is why I think there's a simulation because in real life there was a guy that was playing, I think, Forza and or or something Grand, he was play, playing the video Grand game. Turismo. Grand Turismo. Yeah, and then, and then he became a race car driver. Yeah, and they made a movie about it. Yeah, so I, that's the only reason I know about that whole story, because I was not a Grand Tree. But see, that's where I think that uh, we're, we may be in a simulation, that they're running out of new storylines, and so it's just like, ugh, let's rehash this and change a little thing. But I'm saying, I would just think that sex with aliens would be amazing. I mean, I'm thinking like boobs on the back, you know, multiple, multiple vaginas, multiple mouths. I mean, yeah, it'd be great. That would, I've never thought. So as much as I've thought about sex and aliens and alien sex, honestly, I've never thought about boobs on their back. That would be great because it doesn't matter which way they're facing. Exactly. Oh my gosh. That missionary doggy style, whatever. Yeah. I mean, would it, would it be comfortable for them? Probably not. Would it, like if they're trying to lay out at the pool, they're always going to be laying on their boobs. <laughs> um, so I don't know if that would be great, but for us, that sounds great. So, so here's not the, using, not here, unless they're in a swing though. Here's the next note I wrote. It is if people get off on being choked, imagine about being fucked by an alien. Okay. I mean, because some people are like, oh, that's exciting. But like, if you were like having sex with the alien from Alien that had like acid saliva, oh, yeah. I would yeah, think yeah. that would be a huge turn on. And then I also put down uh, another note I wrote was which alien would be the best to have sex with. And without missing a beat, I wrote the answer because for anyone that's probably over 50, there is only one answer that should be to this, and it's Natasha Hinstridge from Species. Yeah, and that was pretty hot. The bathroom scene? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that was the first time where I was like, eh, if I die having sex with an alien, then I die having <laughs> sex with an alien. So, and that, I was going to do this. But first of all, dying having sex. The only way that could be bad, I mean, like, Having it with my wife or with an alien, I guess it does fall off the cliff pretty quickly after that. I was going to be like, 
Okay. So, uh, but yeah, Natasha well, Hatridge. You know, this, this alien abduction thing, the highest comment there is, it says, Mark, can you interview an alien for their take on, a, a, on the abduction probing? Would be good to hear both sides of the story. <laughs> so, so here's what I just thought of also. Princess Leia wasn't from Earth. So technically she's an alien. Exactly. Oh my gosh. See? See, I'm I'm not a big enough nerd. There, there's a lot of nerds that are like, duh, and I apologize that I did not take that into consideration. So now I'm going to have to. Pre- Is there any way I could have Natasha Henstridge in a Princess Leia outfit? Mm, or maybe the slave Leia outfit from Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Any any of the above, I'm fine with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I. I got to tell you, I, first of all, and I've mentioned this before, we are either incorrect about aliens and their, their anal probing, or we are doing medicine incorrectly because Mm -hmm. I would think that if they come all the way across the universe and then that is the way they inspect this is going through our butts then I would assume that, like, if I break my leg, that perhaps they should go through my butt as well. I mean, just check it I, out. I, I'm presuming that uh, if, if that's the truth and, and, and they come out and they say, hey, there's aliens living amongst us and they want to probe us, you'll be the first in line with your butt plugs. Oh, my gosh. I pray for that every day. There are some days where it's bad at work, and I will actually go, this would not be a bad time for an alien division to start. <laughs> My but, wife is yawning. If you have any questions for her, you may want to fire him off because she's going to have to go to bed here in about another, you know, within a half an hour. Has she ever had anyone? Because she's, uh, she works at a hospital. Has she had crazy people that thought they, like, just came in that thought they were abducted by aliens? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You have? Uh, people yeah. are so weird. They really are. That, I mean, a lot of times, sometimes... You hear all these weird stories whenever they get like a PCA. I don't know what a PCA is. A patient controlled analgesic. It's where you hit the button, they give you pain medicine. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had one of those after my uh, knee replacement. Those are so much fun. Mm. (laughs) Well, I, I remember the nurse telling me, she goes, it stops at a certain point. You can't just keep clicking it. I was like, okay. Um, yeah, but people try though. I mean, they, they're thinking they're getting medicine, and it's it's like Pavlov's, you know, dog. So you're just gonna keep hitting it. I wonder what would happen if I went to a doctor and I was like, I have a sore throat, and then I drop my pants, and he's like, What are you doing? I'm like, Well, Valians do it. I mean, just check, doc. It's not gonna hurt. Look around in there. Well, you hear some. Uh, I can remember. Okay, when I first became a nurse first became a nurse i was young green you know not seeing anything right right so i walked into this patient's room very handsome guy a very good looking guy i said i'm gonna check your vital signs he like takes everything off whips everything off just i mean make <laughs> it as a jaber i'm like what the hell that was you, you were my nurse i mean that sounds like something i would have done like so i think i blush shovel shades of red i you know put his gown back on 
I put, I pulled the blanket back up and then I explained what I was doing. I said, no, I just need, I, first of all, I need your forehead because I'm going to check your temperature. He's like, I thought you said foreskin. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then I said, I need your arm. I'm going to check your blood pressure. I need your finger so I can do a pulse, um, check your pulse uh, saturation. And I'm going to listen to your lungs. I don't need you naked. You're fine. And I mean, the guy was like, oh, oh, I said, goodness sakes, what kind of vital signs is this guy thinking of? You're well, very I vital. mean, so <laughs> let me ask you this, because I don't know the if I was to be able to get a boner on command, wouldn't that show that my blood pressure isn't down? Because like if my blood pressure was low, I shouldn't be able to get a boner, should I? Yeah, you shouldn't be able to because, yeah. I mean. So if I could show you, if you're like, I got to check your blood pressure, I'd be like, look at me, I'm rock hard. I think I'm fine. Because <laughs> I would. So Bobby, my wife, she gets so, she doesn't get upset. She goes, for a long time, she asked why I was so nice to nurses. And I said, well, they're taking care of me. And almost every porn I've seen has been with a nurse. Um so I am like that. And it gets me in trouble sometimes because then they, they think I'm always joking or always just being me. And so then if I'm like, oh, I've, I've, something's really happening, they're like, okay. And I'm like, no, literally, I'm having this pain. Uh, okay. Um, I was going to say something else about that, but I lost track because I started a new strain today. Hold on. I got something for that. Have you, let me ask you this as a nurse, have you had to deal with a lot of people uh, that as weed has become more prevalent, they can't handle weed? Um, well, since I've worked in Kansas, I mean, and the two places I've mostly worked at has been like, you know, um, Kansas and Missouri. And Missouri, we don't see too much of it because I worked in a nursing home. So even though it's legal, um, nursing home residents aren't allowed to smoke. <laughs> Not smoke weed, unfortunately. You know, but. that's what I think is funny because when I go to a dispensary, a majority of the people are much older than me. Well, and look I much think, older than me. They may not be. I, I think it would help them, I, especially, I mean, I have now, granted, I have seen a lot of cancer patients use it, which I think, I mean, it helps them. My yeah. my uh, uncle, he had pancreatic cancer, for instance, and that's what he did. Um, and it, it made him comfortable because everyone, they don't know this whenever you have cancer and they take everything away from you. Yeah. They don't want you addicted to pain medicine. So they'll take it away from you until yeah. you get put on hospice. Hospice, you can have whatever you want. It doesn't matter. You can even have weed. I mean, it's yeah. because you're dying. I mean, you're going to die. Yes. Yeah. So um, it doesn't matter at that point. But normally, they don't want most doctors and most healthcare providers are like, okay. Um, we're going to take everything away from you. So you're going to have to suffer. And it's hard. It's hard watching people yeah. go through that. And with my uncle, um, my family didn't, they didn't want to decide. They didn't want him on hospice. 
So they took all of his pain medicine away. They right. took everything away from him. And then my mom said, you know, if no one's going to make the decision, I'm going to make the decision. I want him on hospice because I want him comfortable. It's right. not fair for him to suffer because cancer is very painful. Yeah. And he... He was comfortable. My mom said that, I mean, he probably couldn't feel anything, but then again, I mean, he had heavy pain medicine, so he was not suffering. He had anxiety medicine and he had weed. So, and it wasn't, he couldn't smoke it anymore, but it was like, um, it was put in a vaporizer right. kind of thing. And my mom said she was comforted to know that he was comfortable. And I think that comforted me too, to know that he got that. Because when he didn't have anything, I mean, it, it was very hard. Right. You know, to hear him, to know that he was suffering, it it wasn't fair. I so, mean, I I, under, I understand in my nursing mind and my knowledge that that's how it is. We don't, you know, that's why they take everything away from you and say, okay, we don't want you addicted. Okay, you're going to die in a couple months, but you can't get addicted to any of this. Right. At that point, who cares? Yeah. But we can't look at it like that. We, I mean, we are not trained like that. It's just like, it's, that's how it is in our profession. It's, do you it's see? Are a lot of the doctors, or do you even know, does it come up? Because Kansas is not a legal state, so for anything. Mm -hmm. It's one of three that has never even brought legislation. To, I won't even get started. Anywho, anyhow, anyway, do you, have you ever heard doctors like uh, being anti-cannabis and, and why? And the reason I ask is because the last few yeah. surgeries I've had, I have Dupuytren's contracture in my hands, and then I've also had... Uh, surgeries on both thumbs um, and post-op instead of taking any type of opioid I just smoked and I remember my hand surgeon telling me when I told him that he goes oh like when I went for a follow-up he goes do you need another prescription for painkiller I go I never f uh, filled the first one he goes you're not taking anything I go no I, I smoke marijuana and he goes you know that just mask the pain don't you and I did literally, I was like, because I'm like, what, what do you think the opioids do? That's all that's yeah. doing as well. So I would rather, I was on, I had like a knee surgery, um, then my wisdom teeth pulled and like two more knee surgeries over like a five year period. And it seemed like I was on opioids more during that five year period than I wasn't. Now I was very lucky. I never got addicted to them. I, my bad thing with, if I took more than one pill a day, I would get a really bad headache. One seemed to be fine, but if I went to two, it was too bad. So I never went to three or four or 10. Cause sometimes I hear those people that have handfuls upon handfuls, but, um, but I, I'm glad that I never got addicted to that. Uh, and I, I, I'm glad that I have an alternative because and I don't know, I'm about to have my knee replacement replaced. And when I had my knee replacement, the first time I was not a weed smoker at that time. So I am going to be interested because I am going to attempt to do this with no opioids, at least after I get out of the hospital. I know they will have me hooked up afterwards. But do you, do you see other people in the medical profession that still are anti-cannabis? 
Yes. And it's kind of sad because I think with it's just not researched enough. I mean, for for me personally, I don't like opiates. Right. Um, I and anytime I've been in pain, the one pain medicine I ask for is Toradol, and they never give it to me. I think the one time I was bleeding out. And I asked for that pain medicine. And the problem with that medicine, it's a wonderful medicine. It, it, you, you're like Superman. That's what they give athletes. Uh -huh. So when you get hurt, you can't feel it. But it's not an opiate. It's a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug. It is awesome. The risk for bleeding is high. You can bleed out. But it's the drug of choice I would take. So it's the drug of choice I always ask for when I'm in pain. And I think like when I, um, it was like 12 years ago, whenever um, I uh, had an ovarian cyst rupture, it's a small, long, I consider for most people, it's a small cyst. Right. Um, it was a nine centimeter. So that's not that, that big. I mean, I've had bigger cysts than that. But uh, for me, they said that uh, my my pulse. I mean, so most people would know this. Okay, most my pulse shot up, uh -huh. my blood pressure went down. Classic signs and symptoms of shock. Everyone knows that, right? Well, so, now I do. Um, thank you very much. So heart. <laughs> so pulse goes up and uh, blood pressure goes down. Shock. Got yes. it. So, and then you're losing, you're, you're starting, like, I bled, I, I was bleeding out. Right. Um, and it scared Jason. It really, it really did. And I was in a lot of pain when that happened, but. Her blood pressure was like 24 over eight. Yeah, it was, but yeah, I was still. Yeah, that's kind of low. Yeah, I was, I was still awake. I was still coherent, but I wasn't. The doctors came in, they moved me out of the way, and there was like a whole team of them just around her, prepping her and getting her all, bringing her, calming her down and, and getting vitals back to normal. Yeah, I was fighting. I was literally fighting tooth and nail. I, I socked the cardiologist. I mean, I was mean. I... She had a cyst on her right ovary the size of a grapefruit that burst. Yeah. And when it burst, it uh, almost took her with it. And she had an emergency surgery at St. Luke's. And then uh, when they went in, they tried to save the ovary and they couldn't. So they had to remove the right ovary. And then they found out that her endometriosis was really bad. And I'll never forget this. A doctor came out and said, well, everything's been the, the, the ovaries. Uh, we tried to save it. We couldn't save it. And then we got in there, we, we seen all the scar tissue from the endometriosis, and we sucked out the fluid in there. And he goes, Jason, just to, just to tell you what it looked like, it looks like a thick Wendy's Frosty shake. And then since that day, since that day I've never been able to drink another Frosty, because I was like, gross. And <laughs> second of all, why the hell are you telling me what it looks like? I don't need to know. Yeah, I don't understand. So, and I know, so a lot, so when I make this comment, some people in the medical profession get upset, but it is a true statement where 50% of all doctors graduated in the bottom half of their class. 
And it yeah. just it, it bugs me because I have run into doctors where so I had a rapid uh, weight loss. Uh, I have psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis, and one thing they tried on me way back when was Otesla. And when they put me on that, it was fairly new. It was a pill that I took daily. And I started it, and after they said, you know, you may have a little bit of, of nausea or, uh, di- or uh, diarrhea, uh, you know, so and it wasn't a little. It was a lot. So I called them after, I think it was two and a half weeks, almost three weeks, and I go, I've lost almost 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. And because of my... Because I'm always so happy and ha and you know I pretty much joke. I mean I'm fine with anything. I mean needles don't. I you know I I it doesn't bother me being at the doctor. I'm there to try to get better. So I'm actually, and uh, so they're like oh ha 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 and they're like oh well that that's that's not a side effect and they go have you lost some weight and I go no I've lost thirty pounds. So they made me come in so they could weigh me mm-hmm. to make sure that I I, I had lost that and I, I just feel. I, I ended up in the emergency room once uh, after yeah. I had lost like 15 pounds in a week. And all of a sudden, my I literally went from my yearly physical one day and everything, all my stats were perfect. So the next day I was in the emergency room. And when I said, well, I've lost 15 pounds this week, the ER, uh, I don't know, nurse, doctor or whoever said, oh, I wish I had that problem. And I'm like, real, I'm in the emergency room for the, I mean, that'd be like someone going, I have a compound pra- fracture and they're going, oh, I wish I had that problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think when it comes to, I mean, the longer we, we are in this profession, I've been a nurse for almost 20 plus years, which I mean, just, when I think about, to me, it doesn't seem long, but in truth, it, it is long. I've seen a lot of changes. I've been through a lot of changes. I've, I mean, just being, you know, starting out, and then from where I'm, where I am now. Right. So um, I think when it comes to nurses, we kind of seem a little insensitive, and it's just, I think in a lot of ways, people have said that to me before. They're like, you seem a little insensitive. And I was like, do you realize what we deal with is not easily palatable? I mean, it's a lot of times it's life or death situation. Sometimes we can have patients that look okay one moment and the next moment everything is crashing. So for for us, that's a normal everyday occurrence. I don't know what other people, you know, for we have to, we joke about it, we make fun of it because if we didn't, there it would drive us crazy. Right. Um, well, and you know, and I'm I'm fairly detached anyway. Like, yeah, I don't like a lot of BS and I don't need I don't need someone to tell me that it's going to be better when it's not going to be better. I don't need when I had my first thumb surgery, uh, the thumb surgery went amazingly. Uh, The doctor that I saw, um, it set off Dupuytren's contracture in my hand, which being adopted, I didn't know that I had a predisposition or genetic marker, whatever for that. And so I had to have a couple of surgeries for that. And he was horrible bedside manner. Horrible. Except my surgeries were amazing. So I thought I needed someone that could coddle me and everything. So I found someone else. 
And that doctor literally could not make our appointments. In fact, I saw that doctor leave. I was in the waiting, I mean, I was in my little the the exam room and I'm looking out the window and I see my doctor go out and get in their car and leave. So my doctor couldn't even make appointments that I was already in the exam room for. But they were nice. When I did talk to them, they were great. And they always had a pocket full of shots. So if you ever needed a shot, they would just, oh, I got that in my pocket. And they just pull it out, which seemed yeah. a little odd. But so I went back to my original hand surgeon because you don't, sometimes you just need to be told this is the case. This is what's going on. I, I mean, yeah. I kind of do it. I deal with bad feet every day and it drives me fucking insane when people try to blame their foot conditions on something. This is your fault. You wore the inappropriate footwear, whether it was socks that were too small, shoes that were too small, whatever the case may be, you fucked up your feet. That's in most, in a large majority of cases, the feet are that way because they did so. And I just fucking hate, oh, well, I've had people go, oh, well, I, I got my bunions from my mom. It's like, yeah, because she put you in shoes that were too small. No, yeah, that's how you get bunions. And I'm just, I, hold on, I got a sound for that. Because seriously, it just drives me insane. I don't know where I was going with that. But sometimes you sound pretty, you sound pretty insensitive with those fighting uh, foot issues. Uh, no, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm indifferent to stuff that doesn't matter. What matters your, is your pain, where your pain is and things like that. I don't give two fucking shits of how you think your foot got there or what you think your foot is in the condition that it is right now. That's what we need to manage. Nothing else matters. And, and, and that's a thing that's very hard for me because I deal with a lot of older elderly people. And mm -hmm. when you hear this is what a lot of people can't reconcile about my behavior is the way that I will talk about someone behind them. And then I am just, Oh my God, you're the nicest. You're this, you're that. I mean, I open the door still at our store for customers that aren't even mine. Like when they, when they arrive and they leave, I, I that's one thing. And when people go, why do you do that? Why do you open the door for my customer? I go, cause it's a freaking nice guys. Well, it sets me that. apart. You're oh no, 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 no. No, it's because they're a dollar sign going in and out the door. Do they need help with their feet? 100%. Can I provide that? Yes, I can. And I'm going to make money while I'm doing that. And I don't, I don't mean, but like I say, I don't need nonsense. I don't need all the, like people will come in and they'll be like, well, I think the reason, you know what? Are you a podiatrist? Then I don't give two shits what you think is the reason. And, and I know that oh, that's, way, do, you have, do you have size 18s? Uh, I think it, uh, locally, right? I mean, in-house right now, I think uh, 16 or 17, 60 is the largest I have. Yeah. So, I mean, we could probably get it. I mean, that's the one. Because I do. I love my... Here's the thing. Um, I'll have to try to find the meme. I'm going to show you a meme. Because it's, it's something where it's like me trying to go into work. And it's a guy like trying to force himself to have a smile. I don't remember what the thing is. But he doesn't know he's being videotaped and or recorded. And he's trying to force... And sometimes I do that. Like I will not have a smile. And I'll see someone get out of their car and walking up to the door. And I'm and you'll see me. I'm trying to smile. It doesn't stick. Doesn't stick. Okay, there it is. It's sticking. I mean, and I don't mean to be like that, but there isn't a lot of nonsense that needs to be done. Yeah. 
And, and, and that, I, I know that that sound, you know, some people are like, oh, I want it to, here's an example. There is a woman that was in yesterday. Her son brought her in. She was 91 years old. We don't sell cheap shoes. We sell shoes that really help your feet. So, of course, she's going to have a dilemma of, I'm 91 and you want me to spend how much money? I mean, they're trying to figure out what the cost, the 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 return on this investment is going to be. But I, I, I wanted to fist bump her. Fist bump her. I just wanted to say it twice so that the bump got in, in case that didn't make it. I, I didn't want it to yeah, sound like I wanted to fist her. Gross. I know, right? And uh, I, she was so small, I could have worn her like a puppet. Um, but hey, what's a ninety-year-old woman taste like? Depends. <sighs> so, but she, she said, she goes, "I pray for the Lord to take me every day." And I literally wanted a fist bumper because I do think at some point you're just like, I don't need to be. This doesn't need to be extended any further. Yeah. And, and she, when she said that, her her son was like, oh, no, mom, we love having you around and everything. And it's like she so now you're being so this is what goes through my mind, because now it, it feels like he's saying stuff to make her feel good. But it's like you're being fucking selfish if that's what you want, because she doesn't want to be here anymore. I mean, her, for, her cobbler probably retired and she doesn't have a shoe cobbler anymore. So that's yes. why she's with you. Yes, that is exactly why. And she just felt she felt there was no reason to go any longer without a shoe cobbler. Exactly. But it was just, I mean, sometimes people say stuff and it's like, why? I mean, like uh, my dad had never said that, but literally the last couple weeks and especially the last week, I mean, it was like, he just needs to go. And I actually said that once I, when I went over his last week, I my sister and my mom were there and I go, have you guys told him he can leave because he wasn't real coherent at the time? And I was oh. like, you know, it's all right that he goes ahead and goes on to whatever's next. And it, so it was, it was, it was funny, but sometimes, you know, you, I, I understand. I mean, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's hard. I mean, I've seen a lot of death and I, I understand. I, um, as a nurse being, you know, we see a lot of death it's it's just the nature of the profession and you know in nursing school they teach us you show any emotion at all you've crossed the line right you are no longer a healthcare professional you are no longer a nurse and because utmost at the heart we have to be professional so you show any emotion at all you have crossed that line already. You are no longer the nurse. People cannot trust you. And the bad thing is, is we are going to feel that way. Um, right. We, it's going to affect us. I mean, Jason has seen many times where it's been so hard that I'm like, why the hell do I do this? I think the first person, you, as nurses, we never forget our first death. We never forget that. Um, we remember it from no matter how old we get, no matter, you, you know, and we always think, what if? It's just, we we always, for, we never forget the first time we did CPR. We never forget that. Yeah. What could we have done different? Um, what should we have 
done. And I mean, it, it's just, um, and did I do the right thing? <laughs> but each time it's different. But with, when it comes to death, you know, it's, um, I think as I've gotten more and more older and been in this profession, it's gotten easier to hide it. But I still, you know, whenever I come home or, you know, sometimes I just shut myself off because you have to. I mean, I'm still human. I, I still have feelings, but I have to be a professional. I have to show no emotion, right. which sucks because as nurses, they're like, you cannot show emotion. It's wrong. People will frown on it. They will look at you as, you know, you are no longer a nurse. And that's not true. Right. That's not true. It's it's sad because sometimes in order for them to see the humanity that we actually care that we are not robots and when they see us and we're showing emotion and we're crying and we're, you know, it's hard for us to carry on. Some families actually are like, they did care. And, it, you know, they, it's not just a job to them, you know? So I think it's appreciated. I, but a lot of times, I mean, I try to pick my battles whenever I can. So like if, but it's hard. I'm not saying it's the easiest. You know, I tell people nursing is pretty easy because you know I'm I'm not that smart. Come to think of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what she says. But yeah. But um, I kind of think. Well, I told you guys what my. Uh, you know what? Hold on. No, no, no. See, I when I talk to Roz, I think she's smart, but then I remember she's married to you. <laughs> well, her motto, her motto from way back is ignorance is bliss. Ignorance yeah. is bliss. Yeah. And I've told Jason, I mean, so she's been sandbagging this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and she was in special ed in high school, just yeah. to let you know, because she was lazy and she didn't want to do math. She just wanted to color crayons all day. <laughs> literally, that's literally she was in core basic math and they didn't do anything they just sat around and looked at pictures and drew all day and all of her classmates were like why are you in special ed because she's like because it's fun and i'm lazy and it's like uh my god well, and then she goes on to become a nurse and yeah look at her now it's like well, what it, the was, fuck? it was funny because it, it, when people ask like they go what did you graduate high school with? I'm like a 2.09. And they're like, what? I go, yeah, 2.1. And they're like, but you're, and I go, yeah. And they go, how? And I go, I was never at school. Starting my junior year, if, it, if I wasn't in a sports season, I was skipping part of every single day. And it's funny because- sports? Yeah. And so, but you could look because each hour would have how many times you had missed. And you'd see like, you know, maybe my math class, I'd miss like, four times and then like social studies which was the next hour i missed 28 times and then the next whatever it was was six times so i i was skipping all the time and so, so in florida you you grew up in florida right or no, you I, grew up, up here? I, I grew up up here so i'm from florida but grew up i went to high school here in kansas city junior high and high school which which Very one cool. did you go to schlegel no, no one did shot Mission South. Home of the Raiders. Hold on. Did they have like a... Yeah. 
You said you went, for, went out for sports. They have like a like a fuckathon. Is that because I mean all you do is talk about sex and golf? That's all you. That's all I know that you do yeah, is. I didn't even play golf. golf then. I mean, I play. I, I played golf. I mean, I knew how to play, but I wasn't. I didn't enjoy golf. I didn't enjoy golf until most of the other sports that I could do were taken away from me. I mean, shoulder reconstruction, knee replacement, kind of put a damper on a lot of the sports that I played. So hold on. I got something for that. Yeah. So uh, what year did you graduate? 86, 1986. Yeah. Holy shit! And you went to Shawnee Mission. I'm. I may have known somebody from your. Cl- you graduated from there. Yeah. <laughs> so here, here's the deal. I bet if you ask me, I won't know who they are. But I almost 100. percent I will 99 percent guarantee that they will remember who I was. Hmm. So, and I know that sounds. Ugh, I'm gonna do a, a show soon because there are people that I'm around. A lot, not family members, people I'm around a lot that always talk about how blessed they are. And I look at their life and I'm like, well, I'm glad you think that because when I look at your life, I don't see it. Yeah. I mean, I'm just like, I'm wondering like, and I get it. I mean, maybe it can be as, as simple as, you know, your health and stuff like that. But, uh, but I mean, I know I sound I, so th- there's four of us that work, four males, men that work at our, our store. Hold on. Five males that work at our store, four of us are bald. And I've always just said, no one will get me confused. All the other people, those other three bald guys, they always get confused. Someone will go up and start talking to them and they'll be talking to the wrong guy. And they Sausage don't. Party. Well, yeah, and it doesn't even look, they don't even look that much alike. But that's the thing is I always say that I stand out. I used to talk when uh, my friend Mitch, when he went, when he's getting his PhD up in Chicago, I used to go up this and visit him. This was the early 90s. And we would go out. So his roommate, at, when he got his undergrad at Arizona, uh, is was Mike Reinsdorf, who is the president of the Chicago Bulls. His family owns the Chicago Bulls and the Chicago White Sox. So when I go to visit him in Chicago... We would sometimes go to Bulls games with Mike, and we would go to a lot of clubs and stuff. And Mitch, who was a, a, a very good-looking guy, he would always be like, like if it was just looks, I would say that he was probably better looking than me. I don't know. But he would always be like, why do the girls always gravitate towards you? I'm like, because they can see me. Almost any bar we went to, I was you know, taller than everyone else. I was a head taller than almost everyone there. And he's 5'8", five, 5'9", five, and he just blended in the crowd. No one could see him across the room. No one was like, oh, I really want to go meet that 5'8 guy across the room. Hold on, I got something for that. So I know I sound like a jerk when I say that they'll remember me. You are but, a jerk. And I am. And, and the reason I don't remember people is not that I wasn't interested in them back in high school. Is I skipped so much, literally. Like, I have neighbors that graduated, like, on either side of me, and I'm like, I have no clue who's here. Oh, yeah, we remember this. And I'm like, yeah, that was me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was me. Don't remember you. So, yeah. By so, the way, on, you- a side note, I, on a side note, I really, really hate you right now because I have uh, pulled up his uh, the soft white underbelly, all yeah. his videos, and I've opened up. The oh, Whitakers. Probably- 
15 to 20 different freaking tabs that I've got to watch yeah. tonight. Okay, first yeah, of including all... Including the, Whitaker, the Whitakers, 35 million views on one of their videos. Yeah, okay, so the Whitakers... Here, here's I've my, seen it. You have? So here's my problem with the yeah. Whitakers. That's not the dumbest family in America. That's not what? the. I I guarantee you there are, are there are there are there are there are families that are much worse off than the Whitakers. Like like whoever and I forget their names, but the one that barks all the time, uh, God, well, uh, that guy. Like I bet you there's whole families that are barkers. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean that and probably flat earthers too. Yeah. And see, here's the thing. I actually have reached out. Of course, I never heard back from them, and which, and I don't mean to say it like that, because I've heard back from a lot of great people that have been on this show that I, I reached out. I did reach out to Mark to see if he would be on the show, because he is a photographer and videographer by trade, so I'd love to talk to him about that being my background, but I'd also like to talk to him about his videos. But it was interesting, because he was talking about one of the things... Uh, one of the episodes was he was, I think it was Hell's Angels or is a biker group in Northern California. I want to say Hell's Angels, but that could be incorrect. And, you know, when he approached them, I mean, that's a pretty dangerous thing to do. And yeah, no shit. But I think sometimes you get in and it's like, well, I don't mean any, like sometimes, like where I used to play basketball back in the early and mid 80s, downtown Kansas City, a lot of people would be like, None of my white friends would go down there with me. And it was always because I, I never understood why there was like I didn't understand why they were scared because I, I nothing ever happened to me. So hey, I was hey, she's going to she's going to have to go to bed. Oh, oh, does that mean you have to go to bed? No, I'm no. fine. I'm going to be up for a while. Oh, uh, yeah. But I, yeah, I usually get up like. Yeah, she gets up around three thirty in the morning. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That's so let me ask you this, Roz. Do you do you hate it when you hear people go, "Oh, I get up early in the morning. Like I'm up at five forty-five every morning." They just, well, it, I just heard. So, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say I heard someone recently say they get up early at six, and not all the time. Not as recently as since I hurt my hand last time. But I used to get up at like four thirty every day and work out. A lot of times I'd go back to sleep, but I would get up that day. And so I just think it's, it just bugs me when people are like, oh, you know, like, or oh, I got to get I up early. I thought you told me you didn't masturbate. So you get up, you masturbate while working out, and then you uh, go back to sleep. I uh, get it. That's not my working out. That's what, that's what Bobby, yeah. that's Bobby takes care of that for me. So we lifting weights. Yeah. I will say, I will say this. Um, I've never, I don't like working days. I hate it. <laughs> Honestly, I've worked nights my whole entire nursing career for 19 years. That's what I've done. I, I mean, after I graduated, I started working nights immediately. How did you I mean, how did you get stuck on days then? Because I wanted to do something different. And when I started uh, where I work now, it was I had to sacrifice working nights she got tired of wiping asses and having to pick people up and now she just draws blood and does tests for the uh, diabetes group at olitha yeah there you go i mean it's for that i found out that i'm pretty good at it 
Um, it was not something I really, I, I mean, endocrine, being an endocrine nurse, it's kind of complicated. It's not as easy as, you know, because you're dealing with, with a lot of complicated diseases, not right. just diabetes, but just other lupus, multiple sclerosis, anything that's autoimmune, um, you're dealing with that. Right. And that's, you, you never know what's going to be causing that. I mean, and there's so many different diseases and so many different things that you really have to pay attention to, which I wasn't really interested because the only reason, in truth, the only reason I became a nurse was because my dad, um, he was a general surgeon, and that was my dream was to work alongside him and do surgeries with him, be his, uh, be a scrub nurse, actually, be on my feet for you know, 18, 18 hours a day doing surgeries, cutting people open, handing people, you know, scalpels and equipment, you know, getting the room prepped, ready for the doctor and just seeing inside. I mean, if you've ever seen a surgery, it's the most fascinating thing in the world. I because have been through 27 of them, soon to be 28. So I'm usually, I don't think I'm snoring, yeah. but I would be. Yeah. But I mean, like, uh, since our hospital became part of KU, they actually, if you ever want to watch that, there's, uh, you can go into a viewing room and look and watch the surgery, like what they're doing. And you could, it would be like that episode of Steinfeld where they're eating the, uh, the, uh, yeah. yes. And then, yeah. It's, and people think that it's, I mean, I think, Jason has seen, you know, my dad through all areas. And I mean, I think the one thing that scared him the most was my dad got done with surgery. He's eating the like The very a first time I met her dad, <laughs> when I went out to Elkhart, and he literally, he, we went out there and they're like, well, he's in surgery right now. And you can wait for him by, out there by the, uh, by the exit of the OR room. And we're like, okay, so we're waiting out there. And all of a sudden the door bursts open and he is covered from head to toe in blood and guts and in his right hand he's got a sandwich in his left hand he's got a drink he's like oh hey jason you want a bite you want a sandwich i was like what the fuck am i looking at <laughs> it's oh, amazing how you can just disconnect like certain <laughs> things where it just like you don't even think it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because um i started watching the original movie fletch and if you remember, there's a scene in that where the guy's doing an autopsy, but he's eating a sandwich in there at the same time. And, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and see, for for me, you know, Jason always noticed that whenever we have family, because we're all in medicine or healthcare in some aspect or another. Right. So we, my whole family, whenever we get together. It's like we're talking shop. We're we're telling stories. We're going from one case to another to another, and it's it's fascinating. You know, we'll we'll start batting ideas to each other. Well, you know, this happened or this happened, and then you know, it's it's fascinating to us because it kind of it's a stress reliever. We can tell each other stories and how what we did and how we related to it and how it's funny to us. And for some people, a lot of times people will be like. Oh my God! What, 
you guys are talking about really disgusting stuff. Her mom, her mom was a gynecologist, by the way, and she has some great fucking stories. Would she so, be on the podcast? I want to know what the weirdest thing that's been found inside a vagina. I don't know why. I also want to know what the weirdest thing that's ever been found inside a butt. I don't know why those are my questions. Like literally, that would be a top ten question when I meet uh, God in heaven or wherever I I go. I feel like I should be able to ask a certain amount of questions to get answers to, and I'd be like, "What's the weirdest thing someone ever stuck inside themselves?" You don't think you're gonna go to the other place? Eh, no, I don't think either one of them want re- really. I don't think I qualify for heaven, and I just feel like the devil's like, "Ugh, he seems like he's gonna be a lot of work." So yeah, yeah, which I'm fine with. So I'm just here on Earth enjoying my time. Hold on. No, it's funny. Is I was. Bye, Rod. I'm gonna see you. What's that? I said goodbye. Oh, bye. (laughs) Okay. Thanks for being on, and we'll we'll talk more uh, in an upcoming episode. Yeah. I like how. I guess I got more nursing stories. I don't know. I, I mean, know. it's not the whole lot. She's, she's got Jason stories that she is forbidden to talk about. By the way, hey Roz, there. before you go, what's a uh, what's your nickname for Jason? Oh my God! <laughs> well, I've always called him Honey Bee, so he's my Honey Bee. Okay. So uh, I had written down Jay Jizzle. I, I thought your nickname may be Jay Jizzle. No, at least she didn't tell you the other one. Oh, you yeah. no, 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 never mind. Never mind. What? How can you? So how can you be embarrassed of stuff? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta shake that, Jason. Don't ever be embarrassed of anything. If you get embarrassed of things, people can hold it against you. Like now, if I find out what this is, your other nickname, and it embarrasses you, I can hold that against you. I, I can pull that exactly. out whenever needed. Exactly. I know. And I was Yeah. So it was funny. I had a friend of mine once who, because I do like to use that information against people, we were having some sort of discussion and he just started walking away. He goes, I'm not going to allow you to use my words against me and just walked off. And I was like, okay. I mean, I I actually have to applaud that. I mean, self-awareness is nice. Okay, Roz, uh, thank you for being on the program. I know that you were kind of thrown into this. You knew that you weren't knowing that you were going to be on, so I appreciate you being on. You're welcome. I know how much you love surprises, Rodney, so that's why I was like, I'm just going to come right out the gates and just surprise the hell out of you. Well, I did call you or text you like three hours before we're going to start recording, so it's not like I really had a game plan going into tonight. I had a lot of notes, and I... We didn't touch on those, but I did want to talk about that guy that was abducted because it is because I like a lot of his stories here. I will tell you one to watch is find the one that's been put out in the last couple weeks from when we're recording now is the divorce lawyer. He is amazing. The, you know, the divorce, divorce, attorney yes. stops on love and marriage. Yes, that is. I I would say that that is the most entertaining interview he's done so far. And that guy thinks a lot about me. And it's funny because the way he talks about marriage is the way I feel wow. about marriage. But I've also been in a relationship for twenty seven years, and I just mean that he talks about how marriage literally shouldn't work out. 
because it's like 56% of marriages end in divorce and then like another like 21% uh people are only don't want to be together but they stay together for family or kids or some other reason they, and so Ooh. it's like 75% aren't really happy in a marriage so that means one in four and if and he says something like if you walked if they said you got a uh, one in four chance of getting a brick dropped on your head or a three quarter, uh, 75% chance of having a brick dropped on your head today. You wouldn't go outside, but yet people still get married. And it is interesting, but it doesn't, uh, the weird thing is I'm like, I think it's very interesting. I agree with a lot of what he says, but none of it pertains to me. Yeah. So, but it, it, he is very, he is very good. I very much enjoyed him. Um, the flat earther guy. Yeah. Yeah. I was about ready to say flat earther Apollos. Okay. I will tell you, this is what it, it took me like three days to watch that video because I literally think that guy is so fucking stupid that (laughs) I I could, I couldn't take it. I literally could like, here's the thing. And, and this is what's weird and why I try to just go, okay, I, I, I may not understand what you're what you're saying or what you're going through but i'm going to try to like uh trinity uh has the thing wherever it's uh meso uh mesophonia i believe is what it's called like uh, certain sounds just drive them insane like they literally can't take it and so it's a i think it's uh mesophonia is what it's called so anyway we talked about on a program and everything but that's how i am with stupid people I literally want to gouge my own eyes out because I'm like, how did you make this? How did you make it this far in life? That's how I feel about people with addictions to ASMR that just sit there and want to hear people making sounds and licking noises and they they pay for it every every month or day or whatever their subscription is. And they just sit there and watch beautiful women sit there and make fucking mouth and noises and farts and all that other shit. I didn't and even know what that was until Megan the Stallion in one of her songs talks about uh, eating her coochie, I believe, and wanting it to AMSR or something, the sound. And I, yeah. so that's how I was like, I don't even know what she means by that. So, but yes, I mean, there, I just, I, I literally, that guy, the flat earther, I think it took me three days and I was probably only to, able to digest maybe five to eight minutes at a time. I mean, so fucking stupid. I mean, yeah. the, the the funny thing is that the contradictions that they don't even see, like he talks about how science doesn't know anything, and then he's like, oh, it's just simple science. Like when he's trying to explain uh, flat earth, it's simple science, but just saying how the earth is a sphere. And then the other stuff too, oh my God, it's just... I just, I, I literally wanted to punch myself in the face listening to him because I was so upset that I was doing this. But, but, but that's the thing is there are people out there and, and my benefit is I'll just walk. I literally will not put up with them. I will turn on walk away. And if you think it's rude, I don't give a shit. I'm not going to keep myself in a position that I hate because I'm afraid of being rude to someone. Fuck yeah. that shit. Uh, but yeah, that guy is one Wow. That uh, you may be able to I I don't know. I would like to know whether you can digest his uh, God, that's hard. Um yeah, and then the Whitakers. That that's something there's a few episodes out with the Whitakers and I just 
find it hard to believe that they are the dumbest family in America. And I don't mean it like that. I mean, so, so I actually kind of, I said something about, um, someone overheard me saying something about Americans being stupid. And I think it had to do with the letter Z, the last letter of the alphabet. And I go, Americans hate, like it'll break them. And I know this because with Nikon cameras, all of our mirrorless cameras were Z cameras or what Americans call Z. And even on the videos that they would put out on YouTube, they would start it by saying, we understand that you Americans can't wrap your head around this, but we're going to call this the Z9 or the Z8 or the Z7, whatever the case may be. And so I had mentioned that Americans were stupid and she goes, well, I don't, I don't call anyone stupid. And I literally, if I wouldn't have been at work, I would have said, well, you're stupid then. I mean, to say I don't, to call, but then it was funny. She goes, and just so you know, I work with mentally challenged kids and I want to be like, okay, I, and this is another thing. I really want to, I, I like to turn the table on those people and go, well, I wasn't talking about them because I don't think that they're stupid. They have a condition. It seems that you think they're stupid. Do you wanted to talk more about that? I mean, I would turn it on them. So it made it sound like they thought they, because I was just kind of, don't it. Anywho, anyhow, how do we get on stupid Americans? I have no idea. Oh, it's on the Whitakers. That's how. Probably, yeah, the Whitakers and the Flat Earther. Yeah, I just, I know this. It, it I know how. It, Say I, it. Well, I just know that there's there's things that I'm not taking into account. Like, I don't know who's environment. Well, no, I'm just thinking like if if everyone disappeared with a two-digit IQ, where would my life look like? And I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of the downsides of the two digits leaving. Imagine all the work you'd have to do. <laughs> I don't think we would. I think a lot of the work that we have is for stupid people because they're stupid and we have to, what are we going to do? They have to have something to do. See, I mean, so here, here's a thing I've discussed on an earlier show that so the the U.S. military has a baseline for IQ to get in, uh, depending yeah. on the branch. Eighty three pretty much is the number. I think one branch is actually 80, but 83. And that's just because in a time of war, if you have to divvy people up, there's certain people that can't do any jobs. Like you can't you can't sit there and ask someone six times to do a simple task, but they can't process that information. Yeah. Load the gun, load the gun, load the gun, load. The, I mean, you can't. So there's certain cutoffs. And, and one of the discussions we've had on the society, the high IQ society is, should there be a cutoff for smart people too? Like if your IQs, like if you, if you're too dumb to be in the military, couldn't you be too smart to be in the military also? I mean, yes. Yeah. I mean, so, but Never mind. We have been all over the place, Jason. But I will tell you, I I don't think I've received any reels from you. Well, I mean, I could. I know you could, so I shouldn't have said something. Uh, So you're saying I should? No, 
I'm not. Let's go see what we find out there. No, let's don't. You have videos to watch. Yeah, that soft white underbelly is great. There are a lot of really good interviews, but I will say the divorce attorney, he was he was great. He's very animated. He's very just very upfront about everything. Uh, he tells a great story about uh, coffee and blowjobs, which is a great story in there. So just funny. So uh, let's I see. like my blowjobs like I like my coffee. How's that? Uh, all cream and no sugar. <laughs> good. It was a good attempt. I will say that at least. I made that up on just the, the, the fly right there. So. Yeah. Oh, so here's I, I something. I wasn't ready for a response from you. I thought I was just going to get a. This is yeah. this is what we're gonna finish with. Uh, so I am trying something. So for me personally, in my journey with drugs, and the only drug that I do is uh, marijuana, cannabis, and uh, but I uh, edibles generally don't do it for me. I like uh, vape pens, but I like the full profile of of flower. I mean. So I generally smoke flour. I don't deviate a lot from that. So something tomorrow on my day off is I bought a, uh, it is, I believe the brand is Keef brand and it's root beer. It's a cannabis marijuana infused root beer. Oh my God. So here's the note that I wrote is that I'm going to try the uh, Keef root beard and I'm scared. And then I wrote, I imagine uh, this is how people feel before they start to swallow babies for the first time. I mean, there... you know what we haven't talked about? What? The everything painted in blue in Maui that's not been destroyed by the lasers. What? Oh, my gosh. No, 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 Apollos. I will not discuss this with you. Okay. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. So I'm not, I, I, I don't even want to, I, now I'm afraid to look. So I'm not, I'm not look. Um, I probably will not look. But everything, thanks. the cars, the houses, the umbrellas, everything that's blue is not burnt. Everything surrounding that blue house, car is Torched, melted cars, but the car that's blue, not a scratch. And explain that one. Well, I'm just saying, you know, that everybody keeps on showing these videos of these lasers being shot out of the sky down to Hawaii. And I Who's get it. Showing you know, this? Huh? Who is showing this lasers being shot out of the sky? It's all over the news. Oh, my. I don't know what does does the news that you uh, watch does it include the words news and max in it? When I find that real, I'm gonna send it to you, and you're gonna be like, "Huh, that's interesting." I'm gonna have to dive into the rabbit hole of the internet and and check this thing out. No, but see, that's Google, the cool thing about me is I don't have to do that. I am not required by law or by any other credo that I need to do that. Okay, it's just being interesting. Yeah, I'm sure that it would be to someone that cares about blue things that don't burn up. 
Sounds like your balls. I mean, I don't, okay. I don't get blue balls, but okay, okay. Jay Jizzle. Yeah, I think that should be your nickname. Since you don't get to pick your own nickname, I think Jay Jizzle would be a good one. Why not just Jizzle? Mm, nope. Nope. It leaves because Jay Jizzle. It sounds like a name. Jizzle. It just sounds like a verb, like something that just happened to you. Yeah. Okay. I have to share with you my 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 hated uh, my my inside uh, uh, nickname that I'm not too much of a fan of, but she likes to call. Are you going to share it? No, no, no. That'll oh. be for the next episode or a future episode, okay. or she can say it later on. You know, you you just yeah. don't want. Oh, there it is. There's the video. Forward this one over to Great. Just what we need. Okay, Jason, thanks for being on the show. I got to hey, probably eat. I had, I had to ask my wife when I ate. I guess it's been three days since I've eaten any food. So I guess I need to eat. Hold on. I think I have a there's sound. Always, there's always vagina. Yeah, there is. But Vagina's yeah. always on the menu. Is it? Jason, thanks for being on the show. For everyone else, thanks for listening to the Stone Genius Podcast. Jason Ernst was my guest today and his lovely wife, Roz. Uh, she joined for a... And we were all over the place. So thanks for listening all the way to the end of the show. Talk to y'all next time. Bye.